0: Welcome to the new normal from Spotlight On. I'm your host, Lawrence Purrier. Quick note. These calls are taking place from home offices using residential bandwidth. If you hear any glitches, please be tolerant. Hopefully you'll find that the substance of these conversations outweighs the constraints of the situation. Our guest today is Lori Kirby, co-founder of Fest Festforums. Festforums connects festival producers and organizers with artists and service providers to build a healthier business ecosystem. Done primarily through their twice annual conferences, Lori and her co-founder, Stu McNaught, have been hosting weekly live streams to keep the festival community engaged and connected during the new normal. I hope you enjoy our discussion. Let me start by asking, um, how are you and how are you know your loved ones? That's the most important thing right now.
1: Well, thank you so much for asking, and I hope you and your loved ones are safe. Um, that is the most important thing. Uh, I have three grown children, and um, they're great. My daughter is Interestingly one of the top influencers in in the country. So you know her work continues. She has a little baby I have my first granddaughter Marin. Uh She's adorable So she's doing great James um, My two boys live in San Francisco James and Tucker and uh, yeah, they're okay. They're hold up together. They're, They're 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 keeping each other company They're both very funny. So it's just comedy routine and I said to James this morning he's he does engineering for uh, Cruz and tucker's a landscape architect so they both are gainfully employed but i said to james who was a professional musician he's been home making music i said so you've been forced to go back to be a musician what a time and he's yeah. publishing his music so um and then Tuck's my italian greyhound he he's just sleeping through the whole thing so Everybody's yeah, that's,
0: that's what my Havanese is doing as well. He, uh, he just seems to be happy to have his people around him more often, so he's not <laughs> exactly. asking a lot of questions about why. <laughs> well, to me a favor, to set the context a little bit, will you uh, just tell our listeners a little bit about, um, about your business, and then we'll, we'll dive into some of uh, the specifics of how your business is changing?
1: Sure. Well, by way of background, I was an attorney most of my career, And uh, once an attorney, it's always an attorney. But I then. I don't hold it against you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't. Although some people do, particularly the ones I won against. The (laughs) um, the background of that was that I was always interested in the arts and nonprofits, and I worked uh, as a general counsel for the Senior LPGA, and general counsel for the Audubon Society. And I was on the board of the Newport Film Festival, and so that's how I got started in in really shifting my career over to the arts. And I, I just stayed with it; it was it was my passion, and I felt you know that that's my life's purpose. So uh, several years ago, my business partner and I, Stu McNaught, uh, decided that festivals really needed to be educated better, and they needed help financially and and on, on so many different levels. And so that's where Fest Forums was born out of. And and we just had a successful run of it we've worked very very hard to put ourselves on the map we love what we do um to be honest this year we're struggling like everybody else but we want to be here as a resource and to that end we, that's how we created our live stream series strictly as a public service
0: yeah tell me more about that um i think that that's one of the things i'm most interested in right now is how how not only as individuals but as sort of uh you know Community members in our business on um, what we're doing for each other and, and how, we're, how we're supporting each other and not necessarily with a commercial outcome
1: no I, look health first and, I, and and by that I mean having been the daughter of two psychologists, uh, mental health is just as important as physical health, and what we saw was this need because we are a community um, to bring everyone together to try to figure out ways to help each other, even if it's just a way to vent for other professionals to say say what they're seeing and what they're feeling. And so it's strictly a forum because we're in uncharted territory and no one really knows how this is all going to uh, end. And it will end. But in the meantime, how do we keep our sanity? And how do we keep our health? And how do we keep our livelihood? Because they're all interconnected. And so we bring disciplines in to talk about the challenges and the rewards it's a wake-up call for the planet you know it's so interesting has i was a history major also and so have studied <laughs> uh for better or worse pandemics and epidemics throughout history and this is nothing unusual the fact that we're all surprised or many of us are surprised uh, it should come as no surprise you know nature marches on regardless of whether you have computers and all the gadgets in the world so you know, how we deal with things is really a function of who we are. And I don't know where I'm going with this, but I do think that people react to some extent, the way that they're hardwired. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm seeing.
0: Yeah, for, for better and worse, right? We, we sort of revert to form. Um, al- although I would say, I think a lot of people um, can be surprising as well. I think you see, you know, the good and bad come out, but it's, it's really inspiring to see people um, that you don't expect to maybe you hear from them or you receive something from them that they are, you know, I think I, I, what something I've experienced in the last week or 10 days, I've seen a lot more, more, a lot more good. And I think I've experienced a lot more optimism than I frankly expected. There's been so much hysteria, but at the individual level, I'm also seeing a lot of just, there's a lot of good natured spirit happening right now. I think people are really trying to step outside the news cycle to step outside what this means even for them personally um you know here in Seattle it's been it, you know it got it got dark here early oh, and yeah. uh and you know um everything's on lockdown as in a lot of other places but you know i go into the grocery store or i go take out you know get a takeout order um and people are smiling and they're not it's not all doom and gloom right now um it's early who knows how people are going to feel three or four weeks from now um, but I think people are trying to meet this with some sense of spirit and community. and um, I, I, I don't want to say joy, but certainly um, it, it, it's not all dooming.
1: And I bet you never washed your hands so much, did you?
0: <laughs> I'm the most hygienically sound I've ever been. <laughs>
1: right? I'd come home from the grocery store and take a shower. Um, yeah, I think to that end, you're right. Uh, the human spirit. Is a very enduring thing, and it's so interesting to see the byproduct of it with, you know, China's air being cleaner than ever. You know, nature has a funny way of, of showing up, and and the same with people. And, it, and it's sort of like the study that revealed after someone lost their a limb, or someone won the lottery, and that at, at, in their essence they would sort of eventually revert back to what their inner core was, and so. This is a moment in time when we can really re-examine what our true values are. And I think that is the kernel of beauty that's come out of this, I suppose.
0: Yeah. I'd like to come back to that topic in a second, but uh, I'd, I'd like to ask a little bit more about how is this impacting um, your business? Are you a virtual organization anyway, or did you have an office you were going to? How's your, how's your day-to-day changing?
1: You're looking at my office, which isn't so bad because there's the Santa Barbara sun right outside. I'm, I live across the street from the beach. So for me, my day-to-day is, is similar, except what I'm trying to achieve has completely shifted, obviously, because nobody's sponsoring, nobody's talking about speaking engagements. Um, just by way of information, Stu handles mo- much of the sponsorship side of things. I do business development, marketing, and um, the content. But we work in tandem on everything together. So it's where one begins, the other one finishes the sentence. So we're very much of one mind in all of our business. But we always work virtually. Um, We work on a very skeleton team to put this conference together. We're very lean and mean. Uh, Having run so many nonprofits, uh, I know how to do things, you know, with Scotch Tape, We've been told it looks like a million dollar show, which I pride myself on. You've been to it, so you know. But, you know, we we have to run Mean as a conference, just like festival organizers do. It's very meta. What we do is not unlike what festivals do, except that we're business-facing and they're consumer-facing. Yeah. So other than, uh, you know, working with so many interns, and, I, when you know, we, we do ramp up for the events. We probably have 30, 40 staff members, but of those... There are probably, you know, four or five paid producers that work with us,
0: Showtime. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would imagine, to a certain extent, the trickle down there is on the short to midterm. You're not going to need as many contractors.
1: Yeah. If we don't have a conference, we had to can- <laughs> we had to cancel San Francisco. I mean, it was it would have been illegal under Gavin Newsom's rules of gatherings of more than 250 people, and nor would I want to put people at risk right now. That's not important. What's important is to maintain our community, whether it has to be virtually and digitally uh, versus, you know, hand to hand, which is, you know, one of the strengths of our event, again, you've been there, is that it's really about people connecting with people on a true level. We really always emphasize, put your ego down, be here to learn and share because you care about this industry. Uh, We lift all boats. We provide one of the most wonderful experiences for humanity people when they ask when you ask them about what their memories are a lot of times it's at a live music event or film events were so impactful so so really that's that that was our little slice of of how we could help the planet
0: yeah and to and to that point we had a very successful outcome from the Santa Barbara event this past one so I can speak firsthand to just the importance of that event and the, and the role it plays in bringing the festival community together and just providing sort of a more, uh, it's business like but casual form to get things done. And I think that that's, that's, that's exactly the right vibe for this industry, right? It's, um, nobody wants to go to sort of a trade show per se, uh, but they do want to go to a place where there can be information sharing and war stories and uh, all that. You know, we're in the business of fun that's ultimately what it comes down. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the, the live streams? Like, wh- what are you doing? What's the content? Is it a broadcast or is it an interactive thing? I'd, I'd like to bring that news to the world.
1: So what we do, and we were surprised by the overwhelmingly positive response to it, uh, we decided to go live stream, and we had a streaming partner who has done all of the production, for us gratis and we do it through what's called blue jeans not unlike Mm -hmm. zoom and we bring together thought leaders from all different disciplines who talk about what they're seeing in the industry and how they're reacting and responding again everything is minute by minute the responses are you know really sort of spontaneous but for instance um, this week we're talking to Ray Waddell who as you know Uh, produces Polestar and Venues Now, about what he's seeing in the live concert business. So it's taking the temperature from various disciplines and giving them an opportunity to talk a little bit about, you know, how they're dealing with health crises, uh, communication, you know, unintended consequences of this are all of a sudden we need new bandwidth. Um, Certainly, you know, there's all kinds of health issues that are uh, byproducts of this and So each one of them has an insight into their particular slice of this. And we're seeing, for instance, more and more concerts going uh, virtual. And now people are asking for donations, you know. So it's really kind of interesting to see how people evolve and adapt because that is the nature of the human spirit.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you had to, um, in the course of your conversations, as you're lining up guests or speaking to colleagues in the space, um, how would you either summarize or in a couple of different points describe the tone of what you're hearing? What, what's people's mindset in, on the business side right now?
1: People have been devastated by this. I mean, honestly, in every every discipline, when I call my friends at the airlines, you know, they've all lost their jobs. When I talk to our hotel partners, they've all lost their jobs. Um, when I talk to music agents and 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 so forth the ripple effect is devastating and you know hospitality and what we do in the restaurant business and the entertainment business as like everybody has been the hardest hit because you know we're sort of the first thing to go right but people are also i think optimistic that when we get to the other side of this there will be a resurgence and a renewal that will bring us together that it's the tribal experience Festivals have been going on since you know the dawn of man. That's not going to go away. It may look different. It may be more sanitary. There may be other things that come out of this that we don't even know what they are. But the industry will look different. Uh, for that, I am sure. And there will be a lot of devastation because a lot of people. I'm lucky enough to have a retire. Well, I had a retirement account until two weeks ago to have something to fall back on, a nest egg to fall back on. There are so many people out there that don't, and, and we really worry about those people. And so the industry is rallying around, and I know that there's going to be so many fundraisers, and even virtual fundraisers will probably come up. You know, you get the people like Bruce Springsteen and the, and the Willie Nelsons of Farm Aid, and, uh, you know, all the different people who always think about other people first they'll be coming to the forefront, I'm sure, to create ways to build and uh, to help those in need during this crisis.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think we're, we're seeing that already across social media. And as you said, in some of the, the live streams, whether there's a, a tip jar component or what have you, people got to the business of helping pretty quickly. I'm, I'm wondering, I, you spoke a minute about people, how, but
1: not the government. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's, we can come back to that in a second too. Because I, I, actually, let, let's go there for a second. So um you know there's all this there's all this activity now around um uh bailouts or or helping hands for industry and for business however you want to frame it or, or categorize it government stepping in to help support um industries during this time and i wonder um have you have you been having any of those conversations with our colleagues around what would that look like for the entertainment industry and what are the repercussions of that? Not just for, you know, our, our corporate partners or our, our incorporated partners who are actually truly businesses, but what's this going to mean for um, all the independent contractors who really are the ones that are hanging the lights and sweeping the floors and supporting the artists. And um, I, I wonder if you have any thoughts as to how how a concerted government effort um, trickles down to people like that. Are there, are there analogs or precedents for how it goes from, you know, a government check down to an independent contractor?
1: Well, I think one of the reasons this country is struggling more than others is we think that any kind of quote unquote handout to anybody who has less than us is a handout, you know, in countries where there's socialism, which is supposedly a bad word, but it was really just shared resources. It means that we treat everyone the same when it comes to their health care, their education, and their well-being. Uh, this is not a country that was built on that. We're built on, on capitalism, and there are some wonderful benefits. You see all kinds of uh, ingenuity and things that come from that. The problem is that there are so many people that get left behind, and, and we don't value who they are because somehow we blame them uh, for not being in the same economic bracket, perhaps, that, that we're in. And I worry terribly, um, as I always have about the poor, because they don't have a lobbying organization. They don't have, uh, you know, PACs that are on Washington talking about how we take care of our homeless. Uh, The homeless epidemic is is worse than ever, and I think this will displace even more people. So I'd like to think that this will create uh, a better economic safety net in looking at these stimulus packages. I'm still concerned because we are a Republican controlled country from top down that it's really going to bail out corporations who really, yes, to some extent, they have to keep functioning, but it's not going to trickle down to those who are truly in need, but will create uh, corporate buybacks, uh, corporate parachutes. We've already seen that with, with senators who've decided, having known in advance, that they should unload their portfolios. So, I don't want to put too negative a spin on this, but I I do personally worry about those who have less, and 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 that's one of the things like I really admire about my daughter because she has the wherewithal. She's been doing gift cards, you know, for for food banks and uh, for for teachers and for um, the medical industry, and she's you know really put her money where her mouth is, and and you know, I really applaud her for her efforts in doing that and I hope more people are doing the same who can afford to do so.
0: Yeah, it's been it was interesting to me how that simple notion was one of the very first things about 2 weeks ago I heard people um talk about it some you know a simple action you can take. It was not only go to the local restaurants and the local businesses and buy some gift cards but hold on to those gift cards because 2 months from now we're all going to know people who are so short on cash that the easiest thing to do would be say Here's a $50 gift card for some takeout. Spoil yourself. You know, um, it's such a simple, but elegant community ecosystem thing to do. And you're not helpless then. And, that, and I think that that's, that's, that's something that I'm hoping to um, achieve through these conversations as well is to help people maybe recognize things that, that their colleagues and that their peers are doing to combat a sense of helplessness. You know, I've had, People give me examples like yours of, of of buying gift cards, other people who have talked about um you know writing letters and lobbying politicians, whatever it is that um we don't we don't kind of sit now in our in our home offices and and doing it and and let the social isolation turn into sort of alienation uh, that 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 to me would be the biggest tragedy. The good news is I'm not really seeing that so far. there are certainly people myself included that we have day parts where um we can get a little down. Um, but there's a lot to do, you know. And um I know for myself about a week ago, I was feeling um it was before I uh I I I I had clarity as to what I needed to do for my business and and for my family. And uh early last week and I just reached out on LinkedIn and said, you know, if I get a phone call, if I get a Zoom call going, anybody want to be on it and um wound up with enough people to do it twice. And it was super helpful talked to colleagues I hadn't talked to in a long time met some new people that um, I was just connected to on LinkedIn but didn't really know and it turned my head around it turned my week around and it made all the difference in the world and um, I keep telling people like just check in just check in it's a simple thing to do for a lot of people it doesn't come natural you know it's some people don't pick up the phone or write an email or send a text. It's it's easy not to. But once you do it once or twice, it becomes very natural. And that might be all you need to do is just talk to somebody. And uh, there's lots of interesting things going on. There's different opportunities to help, to grow a business, to figure out how to make your business survive. Everybody's in the same boat.
1: Well, we're all connected. We're all human beings, and and hopefully that is reinforce that lesson. You know, as you see people like Prince Charles, Jackson Brown, Tom Hanks, getting this, it, it makes you realize we're all connected. We're all human beings. And, you know, my girlfriend organized a Zoom chat with all of us. And we do a cocktail hour. So everybody yeah. sits, you know, we, we, we drink our glass of wine and talk. And, and we also um, have instituted on our Facebook page um, a place where you can share resources. And I've been doing that. I've been signing petitions. I started a Slack chat for people to talk. We just have to stay connected. And, you know, we have to tighten the belt and and do those things that will get us through this. But people have survived catastrophes before. And I'd be lying if I said I don't throw a pity party a little bit once a day. And then I just pick myself back up because it doesn't hurt. It doesn't help anyone for me to do that. What helps is for me to be a resource in the best way that I know how, which I've always Felt was my calling to try to be there to help other people and to be of service. I appreciate what you're doing and your colleagues are doing to keep that message alive.
0: I know we're uh, we're running towards the end of our time here. I wanted to ask you: Is there anything that you're seeing or um, experiencing that's coming out of this situation that you hope might lead to sort of yeah? Like, what's happening now that would be a wonderful outcome if it were to carry forward as we sort of think a month or two months out and get back to sort of normal. Um, you know, I, I think of this notion of staying connected and being more proactive in our interpersonal relationships. But what are some things you're seeing um, that you might like to see carry forward and maybe become values for us um, that we don't lose from this experience?
1: Well, again, it goes back to we are all one. I've always believed that that's truly my religion is that we're all connected and that what happens to you impacts me, and what happens to me impacts you. And, you know, I've used this time to continue to work on my, on my practice, my meditation practice. I now exercise at home. So, you know, I have a lot of friends, and I'm not judging, um, who, because they're not used to working at home, I guess like I do, are self-medicating with alcohol and Xanax, I think because they're anxious and they don't know what to do. I think creating structure is really important. Um, I think people are saying because they're so thrown out of their schedule, they don't even know where to start. So I would suggest that you sort of map out your day almost, and so that you feel that same sense of roadmap security. Um, I always say, you know, to people when they're planning a business, uh, you wouldn't drive from California to Rhode Island, without mapping your way of getting there, your journey, I kind of feel you have to do that in life. Even if it changes and you have to adapt, at least you have some sense of structure. And when I work with businesses, the other thing I say is, and I guess this is my legal training, um, what's your budget? You know, take a look at your budget and look at where you're spending your money. And my girlfriends who are now lamenting that they can't get their nails done, well, lucky me, I never did, or unlucky (laughs) me. (laughs) <laughs> but but those kinds of luxuries, not that I want to take away work from nail techs, but, but maybe we should look a little closer at what our value system is and maybe spend some more time volunteering, meditating, reading. I've I've always read books, but I've been reading more than ever. And I walked into our communal library and I saw a lot of books were off the shelf. So I'm a big believer in reading is, is the best way um, to stay educated. And anyway, so... I don't know. They're all little things, but my, my wish is that people stay happy and healthy and, and don't abuse, um, drugs and alcohol during this time to self-medicate, but use it as a time uh, to reflect and, and learn and grow and appreciate the specialness of being here on this planet.
0: It's a finite trip. It's a finite trip. Um, Thank you for sharing some time with me and I really appreciate your perspective um, and, and your openness to, um, to go beyond just the business. And um, well, thank you.
1: Well thank you for having me, Lawrence. Um, I hope I can be of service and it was really lovely talking with you. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you, Lorian and Stu at Fest Forums. Thank you to our editor, Craig Snyder. Thanks to Aunt Taylor and the entire team at Light. If you would like to share your experience living in the new normal, hit me up at lawrenceatlight.com. That's L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E at L-Y-T-E dot com. I'd welcome the chance to hear from you. Thanks and be safe.